Hey, welcome to the second episode of Awkwardly Cool. Glad you could join. I'm wondering when I get to enough episodes where, where I don't necessarily need to say what episode we're on. But it's still early on, so why not? Of course, this podcast is going to be regarding the trade news with the NBA trade deadline that took place, well, at the time recording this, earlier this afternoon, and by the time you're hearing this on Friday, yesterday. Interestingly enough, I wanted to start off talking about winners and losers of the trade deadline, that type of standard stuff. But honestly, looking through each trade, a lot of teams got better. And I have to go with what I read where it's just like for houses. Well, not for houses, actually the complete opposite of houses. Rather than it being a seller's market, it's a buyer's market where teams honestly did not have to give up that much for some quality pieces. Let's start with the Nuggets. The Nuggets were able to add JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee, who has played in three of the last four finals. Can you imagine what JaVale McGee could potentially do with Jamal Murray Michael Porter Jr. Jr. as a backup t- to Nikolai Jokic. Okay, of course I'm just joking. We're not going to talk about JaVel McGee for most of the podcast. Aaron Gordon is the biggest move that the Magic were able to make. And he is a quality player. Some people may look at it as just a replacement for Jeremy Grant. Because the team lost Jeremy Grant, they needed to find somebody who could provide valuable defense on the wings and could knock down some three-point shots. And would you have done it to give up Gary Harris? Probably not. But Aaron Gordon is not quite the same player as Jeremy Grant. Jeremy... As good as Jeremy Grant is, has been with the Pistons, I think Aaron Gordon adds an interesting new wrinkle just with his athleticism and his ability to his ability to dunk and has he has shown quality defense as well when guarding forwards. Uh, the, the magic were actually six point two points better with him on the court than off and he shot 38% from three while shooting over four threes per game. For Just for comparison's sake, Gary Harris only shot 32% from the three-point line on less attempts per game. So, yeah, they gave Gary Harris that deal a few years ago, and he wasn't quite the player they expected him to be. Now, I don't know if this move quite moves the Nuggets – up too many tiers but at the same time they're a better team and with some of the things going on with injuries this year I mean AD's been out for a while a while LeBron is out as well as on the Eastern Conference side Kevin Durant's been out you just don't know what's going to happen with injuries and when if the Lakers aren't going to be at their best 
I mean, think about it like this. The Nuggets were, what, three games away from making the, the NBA Finals just last year. They've been a fairly good team this year. Where the team is currently, I'm checking right now, fifth in the Western Conference, which may ch- which may change by the the time the uh, games finish out today, but still, they have the potential to make some noise in the playoffs, and the addition of Aaron Gordon not only adds an interesting new wrinkle, but also has the potential to make them better as well. Next team wanted to discuss was going to be or is going to be the Miami Heat. Miami Heat didn't make too many moves. Adam Bielita at first and then being able to obtain Victor Oladipo. Now, Victor Oladipo has not been great this year. And honestly, he's just not the same player that he was back in the 2018 season. But with the Houston Rockets, he still averaged 21 points per game. Uh, It wasn't the most efficient shooting from the field, but the team was better with him on the court, which isn't saying much because the team was awful. However, at the same time, you know what I'm going to say? Heat culture. Yes, heat culture. I know it's one of those things where being in Miami, you're just under the sun. You're working with a great coach in Eric Spolstra, a great organization led by the all-time great Pat Riley. And he's playing around players, I was going to say, much better than him. And yeah, much better than him and Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, I can't go much further than that. But at the same time, he's not going to be relied upon to be one of those main guys. And who knows, it's probably a more of a throwback to his role with the Pacers, but apparently he didn't want to be with the Pacers. He did not want to be with the Rockets. He wants to be with Miami. And as you have seen with Harden coming to the Nets, being and working at a place you want to be, I don't know what it does, but productivity tends to go up. So I like that move. Another move that I thought is really good under the radar, under the radar, but really good was the Clippers obtaining Rajon Rondo for Lou Williams. It's a low-key trade move that isn't going to make many headlines, but as everyone has said, the Clippers need a point guard. And what better point guard than the point guard who was able to help lead the Los Angeles Lakers, their next-door neighbor team, to the championship just last year? So Rondo had a very short stay with the Atlanta Hawks, and is moving right back to LA. And honestly, I really like this move for them in the, especially in the playoffs, because as good as Lou Williams is at scoring, he can become an extreme liability in the playoffs, an extreme liability. 
where honestly he doesn't deserve to be out on the court. Now Rondo, what's his nickname? His nickname is Playoff Rondo. So he's actually proven to get better in the playoffs, which is exactly what the Clippers need. I don't know if this pushes them over the top, especially to beat a fully healthy Lakers team, but I think it definitely gives them a better shot, and that can't be ignored. So really, really like the move, especially uh, obtaining a lead point guard who is smart, has been there before. I know he's getting older a little bit longer in the tooth, but I can see him providing some valuable contribution for them. Next team I want to talk about was the Chicago Bulls. Currently a 10 seed, but things are so close in the East right now when you're, the, I mean, and especially since they've expanded the playoffs, right now they qualify for the play-in tournament. And honestly, with the addition of Vucevic, is there any reason why they can't move up? Now, I'm not sure if Vucevic is a great player, especially when it comes to the playoffs. But, I mean, just last year, he was able to lead a middling Magic team to the playoffs, and he's been able to do that the past few years. Things have taken a turn for the worse this year, but even with that, he was still an all-star level player. Think about that. Even with everything going on around him, he was still an all-star level player. That's incredible. And not only is he an all-star player, he's an all-star player that happens to shoot 41% from the three-point line while making over six threes per game, averaging 24 and 11 and 3.8 assists per game. You pair that with Zach Levine. Zach Levine, who was a four-time or first-time All-Star. Sorry, definitely not four-time. But a first-time All-Star this year who is averaging over 28 points per game on 50% from the field, 43% from the three-point line, and 87% from the free throw line. Free throw line. He is nearly a 50, 40, 90 player. If you don't know what that is, 50% from the field, 40% from three, and 90% from the free throw line. He only falls short at the free throw line, shooting 87%. That is incredible. Zach Levine has not played with a player as good as Vucevic in a long time. In a long time. I think the last time you could make the argument that he did was, let me see, doing some last second research when he played with Carl Anthony Towns back in Minnesota. But the team is better this year. He's a better player, not as young. He's starting to come into his own. I mean, guys, I mentioned he's averaging 28 points per game. His defense still has a lot of room for improvement, but he is one of those rising stars in the NBA. I'm not sure if he'll ever get to a superstar status, 
But honestly, all he needs to do to get to superstar status with those percentages is to get better as a defender. But he is an incredible player coming into his prime. And now he gets paired with a really good center. Centers may not be as valuable in the playoffs, but during the regular season, they can be incredibly valuable. And I think this can help secure the Bulls a playoff spot, which is not guaranteed even with the expanded playoff field because the teams behind them, like the Toronto Raptors, they're coming. They're coming, and they're not that far off. Honestly, neither are the Cleveland Cavaliers, though. I think they're probably going to fall off some, at some point soon. But either way, either way. And if you can move up, I mean, Atlanta, the Hawks have the seventh seed right now with a 500 record at 22 and 22. But if you can move up to that sixth seed so you don't even have to play in the play-in tournament, that's even better. So why not? Another move I really liked was Boston Celtics being able to add Evan Fournier. But not going to speak much on the Daniel Dice for uh, Mo Wagner. Mo Wagner move uh, mostly a, a move the Celtics probably made to free up some cap space. So not much interest there for me, but. Evan Fournier. Now, I don't think he's a great player. I mean, he wasn't a great player with the Magic, but he was one of the Magic's better players, a starter, actually. And who's who's had his moments? Who's had his moments? Now he's going to be coming off the bench, most likely. Uh, Evan Fournier coming off the bench as average as he's looked at as, as a starter. And you could say he's the ultimate average, average player. Him coming off the bench for the Celtics, I think I think that's a pretty good move. I mean, looking at it right now, he averages over 19 points per game, shoots 39% from the three at seven attempts per game, 46% from the f- field. That is not – with a 60% true shooting percentage, which – funny enough, happens to be the highest true shooting percentage of his career thus far. He's 28 years old. He's coming into his prime. Guys, he's going to be coming off the bench for the Celtics. I think this is an underrated move for the Celtics. And if you believe what some of the rumors are saying, I heard Kevin O'Connor say apparently the Celtics are really in on adding Andre Drummond. Remember what I said about centers? Not that valuable when it comes to the playoffs, but regular season, you got people, someone like a Rudy Gobert, a Clint Capella, yeah, shout out to the Hawks. It, it, it helps a team out a lot. It really does. It really does on a night-to-night basis. And I think Evan Fournier, adding Evan Fournier to the Celtics team makes them continue to be a dangerous team. It's one of those things where everybody's underestimating the Celtics, and I know they're 21 and 23, two games below 500, but I 
think this could be a dangerous team come playoff time, especially against a team like the 76ers or even even the Milwaukee Bucks at some point. Because Jalen Brown can create his own shot. Jason Tatum can create his own shot. Marcus Smart is an excellent defender. And he can get hot from he can get hot from three point line. Kemba Walker, while he doesn't drive to the rim as much and doesn't draw anywhere near as many free throws or doesn't draw as many free throw attempts, he's still a dangerous player. And now you add Evan Fournier from the bench, and who knows who they're going to get from the buyout market? Not saying that this team is going to be a top three seed. In the East, I mean, excuse me, I'm I'm looking at it right now. The top three teams are probably set, but either way, that's still a dangerous team that nobody wants to face. So we'll see what happens. And final team I wanted to talk about was the Philadelphia 76ers. The Philadelphia 76ers didn't make too big of a move, but they were in a lot of the trade rumors with Kyle Lowry and um, Lonzo Ball potentially. I didn't discuss Kyle Lowry at all, but man, what a strange situation for him to come back to the team because all the signs were pointing to him being traded. All the signs were pointing to that, but Masai Ujiri is a very astute GM, and he's not going to give up a valuable player for just anybody. So even if things became awkward and it was awkward trading DeMar DeRozan, we've seen that he's going to do what he believes is best for the team, which I completely respect. Now, the move the Sixers were able to make was that they were able to obtain Grant Hill for three second round picks. Grant Hill for three second round picks is not bad. He's not played that much this year, but he's always been, he is the definition. I mean, even his name just screams solid, solid player. He is just a solid player who he, he's not never going to wow you, not going to do things that are incredibly impressive, but he's always just going to be a solid player that makes your team better when he's on the court. He's going to make smart passes. He's going to knock down his open threes. He's going to play d- tough defense. And there is a reason, whether it was with the Cavs, whether it was with the Bucks, or even with the Pacers back in the day, he's always that, there's a reason why contenders like him on the team. He's just a valuable contributor, and he's the Sixers were basically able to get him for nothing, for absolutely nothing. And if he's coming off the bench for you when you have Ben Simmons. Um, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid playing phenomenal. What what more could you ask for? The team got better. The team got better. And all these teams got better. The trade deadline can 
it can be interesting because there are many times it's hyped up. You hear all these rumors and then absolutely nothing. Now, I wouldn't say there were any bombs, but a bunch of small grenades and flashes that are like, oh, this is an interesting one. And this is an interesting trade. This is an interesting trade where a week from now, I'm just really interested to see how these players fit on their new teams. I think it's going. the second half of the season was already going to be interesting. And I, I think it's going to get even more fun by the time it gets to April, especially once uh, teams like the Lakers and the Nets end up becoming more healthy. Because then we're going to get a much better picture on which teams are real and which teams aren't. I'm excited to see it. I'm, I do want to say one thing, and this just popped into my head. I'm a little disappointed that the Suns didn't make a move because they're a contender this year. And I honestly think they could have made a splash move. Some people may get mad at this, but I feel like they could have made a splash move regarding DeAndre Ayton that really could have helped push them over the top. Who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they'll still end up being a team that gets past the first round of the playoffs, maybe gets past the second round of the playoffs. Who knows? Maybe they'll make some noise. We'll see what happens. But they're a contender this year. Chris Paul is not getting it any younger. I just expected more. But either way, they're still one of the best teams in the West. So Suns fans probably won't complain too much. It's going to be an interesting second half of the season. The NBA trade deadline was fun. By the way, the buyout market, I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge is going to be there. Andre Drummond is going to be there. It's going to be some interesting news surrounding the NBA, but guys, don't forget about the basketball. The basketball on the court has been interesting as well. Nets have been playing really well. Phoenix Suns have been absolutely balling. Luka Doncic has been incredible with the Mavericks. They were able to add J.J. Redick to the team, and I think he'll be able to replace a lot of what Seth Curry was able to do just with that movement a three-point shooter who can move all around the court. It's going to be an interesting second half of the season with many new storylines to come and excellent basketball on the court. And I, for one, am excited to see it. Glad you guys were able to join the show. Appreciate you so much. And thanks for listening to Awkwardly Cool. Take care. Peace.